TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. It's that time of night, you can't stay uptight So come and join the people and I'm feeling alright He run over out America Over out America Yeah, wow. So here we are, another hour tonight And you can join the show if you want to 314-436-7900. Some text messages that have been coming in. One person said, um, let's see, he will have nowhere near the energy to drive that Trump had. Okay. One person said uh, Biden should be barred from communion, communion rail. This is interesting because back when I was in Indiana, there was a small controversy when the archbishop in the region which presided also over notre dame and very big catholic population of course with the notre dame college in there and president obama was planned to go speak to notre dame and archbishop darcy said well no his stance on abortion and such should prevent him from coming to speak at the college he stood up against that and i thought wow now that is someone that is staying true to his faith uh, Archbishop Darcy was someone that I think was in the Boston area and he was demoted after he rose concerns based on some of the different abuses that were going on. And he was he was all about opening up the books and making people held accountable for it. And he was way ahead of his time on that. So they said, nope, we're going to put you in Indiana. <laughs> so they moved him after that. He was really a good guy. So I wonder, again, how some people are going to look at Joe Biden and some of the policies and how that'll work in the Catholic faith. I mean, that is sure going to be a storyline with some of them. One person mentioned about Kwame Kilpatrick. He does not deserve to be out of prison, but he's still on the hook for one and a half million. I'm sure he'll pay up. Ugh. Yeah, I wonder where that's going to come from. Let me bring up a couple of other topics here. And now the stimulus is going to be the next big thing. And we'll, we'll bring that up in a moment. Let me talk to Dan, who's calling in first. Welcome to Overnight America. Uh, good evening. Thanks for taking my call. I got a question for you. All these people that Trump has pardoned, how many of them is uh, multimillionaires? 
for number one? And two, do you think Trump has uh, a thing that after he pardoned all these millionaires and that, that uh, he's going to be asking a favor from them uh, if he tries to run again or what he may try to do in the future? And then, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's a good point, because you can go through and look name by name and the reason why he decided to pardon or commute some of those sentences. And you look at him and say, like, you know, it, it wide ranging. Some would be like, we thought the sentence was too harsh. And the other ones would be, well, he did commit a robbery, but it was a BB gun and not a real gun. So we're going to, you know, they, they do all of these different things. And then I think, okay, how many of these are motivated by other reasons? It's not the merit of the case. And it just, it, I hate seeing those things. And it's not unique to him. A lot of presidents have done this in the past. It's a lousy thing, all considered. I, I And when it, it, you get a high-profile person like Kwame Kilpatrick, someone that you saw tear apart a community you lived in, it just really makes you angry. But, okay, yeah. They should probably cut it down, make a, a new uh, law and cutting down pardons that presidents can do because they haven't so many. I'm really surprised that he didn't pardon some of the people that did the rioting. Like the guy with the horns or the one that sat at uh, <laughs> Pelosi's desk and that. I mean, they were asking yeah. for parts and he didn't do it. And I think the reason for it is because they don't have a lot of money. Oh, no, I don't believe that. I just think that would have been the wrong thing to do. Uh, there's There would be no merit to skirt them of their responsibilities in that. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a whole different reason. I don't think it has anything to do with money because then again, there was all kinds of rich people that did that. Like there was that one person that took a private plane there. I think she's a lawyer or something. Not not a lawyer, she, but there were some people that, I mean, we're talking had a little bit of cash. And if you're hiring Al Watkins out of St. Louis and you live in a separate state, you got a little bit of money to throw behind this. Sure. No, you're skirting your responsibility. And I'm glad that they decided not to do that. And ultimately, I don't even think that was an option on the table. I think that was a storyline. Some people brought up on social media just to try to raise some sort of problems there that weren't existed, uh, did not exist at the time. But thank you for the call, Dan. Uh, 314-436-7900. Yeah, I hate things like that. I really do. Bill Clinton had some really notoriously terrible pardons at the end of his presidency. Lots of controversies there. And if you remember the interview with Rich Rubino, from earlier this week, and you can go back and find that in the podcast if you search for Overnight America. There were even some senators that thought, well, maybe we should impeach Bill Clinton while he's out of office just because of the terrible pardons he had towards the end there. So obviously it didn't go through. They decided not to do that. But some people even thought, can you do that? And that's kind of a comparison of where we are now with Donald Trump out of office, now sitting with an article of impeachment. Are they going to go through and send it to the Senate? I don't know. But I'm saying... There were some pretty terrible pardons in the past. There were some pretty bad ones this time, too, and that one I highlighted from before. So now people are really shifting back into some of the different policy changes, uh, economic relief. And I think that when you have all of these policies that he's trying to instantly reverse from the Trump administration, he's going to try to use some of the, uh, hey, we're going to give you some money. So, hey, pay attention here. Don't look at the man behind the curtain, I want you to stare at this stimulus check we're going to send to you. Just like you all got those $600 checks per person. Oh, boy. Wasn't that great? Oh, we're just giving money because we know you need it. It's tough times, y'all. So we need to get you the money. So now the next step is to focus on another stimulus package. Some people not convinced it's needed. And you know what? I don't know if it is needed, honestly. I don't. I, I really don't think it is needed. I think there's so many other things you can address with COVID without trying to just throw out as much money as possible. Like in this next stimulus package, this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to lump in minimum wage, $15 an hour. And you're thinking, 
Well, if you're really talking about helping communities or getting money to schools or vaccine distribution or lost wages or aid for this or that, things that people have been impacted, sure, you can debate if that's necessary or needed or whatever it is. Well, how much is needed? What to what extent? How often? You can do that. You can talk about extending the unemployment benefits if you need to do something like that. Okay, you could debate that. How long do you do it for? How much can you withdraw from that? But saying that, okay, as part of COVID, we need to raise the minimum wage. That is just jamming in more things that don't belong there. You have to be able to do that on its own. If if you really have a strong case for it, you have the House, you have the Senate. All right, do that. Don't be bundling it all together. That's not the way to do it. Um, Also, extending tax credits for families with children and things. Sure. You know, President Trump did that when he did the big tax reform. He went from a thousand dollar tax credit per kid to two thousand dollars. He doubled it. And then he simplified the tax code. The he, he did all kinds of things. Sure. You can do that. You can you can work up tax code and figure out the ways that we can do that. But to try to jam it into covid relief right now. Come on now. OK, this is just another way to say we're going to try to do as much as we can in the things that we want. And you know what? You might actually get more support on the tax credits, but just do it separately. Now, one analyst has pointed out that it is possible to just do a one-off stimulus check and just pass that before you start the negotiations for everything else. Because if you have enough votes for that, that's the one thing that you may have enough votes for right now. You may have enough Republicans that would switch over to another check uh, and then enough Democrats, because there's an awful lot of them out there. And some have said, do it, all right? Go from the 600 give an extra additional 1400 make it an even 2000 and be done with it, as some people advocated for in the past. Do that. Here's the problem. When you have Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, both of them with the majority, now they have the power and they have the upper hand in the negotiations. That's what they may try to use as their incentive to push anything else they want through like they did before. Do we really need to send more money to the Kennedy Center? I mean, what else you want to do? Do, we, do you want to send some more money overseas? Is that what you want to do with this? So that's what we need to be careful for. And that's what we are going to be watching. But if they actually do decide to do this, they can get it out fairly quickly. Keep in mind, after the $600 were announced at the end of December, it was out within the next couple of weeks. It's amazing how fast they can get that out there. It doesn't mean they didn't have their fraud. I mean, IRS said they paid $57 million in error based on some of the different tax breaks that came from before. And now there's even people here in Missouri that start to get a notification. We think we overpaid our benefits or you didn't qualify. So we want money back. This is tough. Uh, When you rush it, the errors are there and you're responsible for the government's errors. Is that fair even? So when we come back, I wanted to mention a few things. What about those payments that people are asked to give back? That's a tough thing, right? And then during the shutdown, we're starting to look at the way California handled it versus other places in the country. And the question was asked, did shutting down outdoor dining contribute to the COVID-19 surge in California? The short answer is yes, and we'll tell you why coming up after the break on Overnight America KMOX. Radio's BS detector. Mark Reardon, weekday afternoons at 2 on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. Here we are in Overnight America, just spending this time together, doing our thing. We do it every weeknight, and I got to tell you, I do enjoy it. So if you would like to join in, you can at any time by texting or calling 314 314- Four three six seventy nine hundred, and we always post the shows online. So if you ever miss 
one, you can go to the podcast section at KMOX.com or better yet, just subscribe to it wherever you get your podcast. So I saw this pop up over on KMOX.com. Some Missourians asked to give back COVID-related payments. Uh, I shouldn't be laughing when I say this because it's just so it's so government thing to do, isn't it? So they they rush through something. Um, you think you're qualified for it, but you're really not. They approve you for it because you both believe you're qualified at the time. And then afterwards, they go back and said, well, actually, not so much. And then what happens? You have to appeal. So there's one instance that is cited in this article which is from the Post-Dispatch, Marissa Crozer said that the unemployment insurance kept her afloat when she was laid off from her designer job at the St. Louis County College's theater program. I wonder how much money she was making doing that. I'm going to guess that the unemployment benefits were more than what she was making as a costume designer at a theater program at a community college. I'm just saying. So they go by and they apparently said that she was overpaid by $8,000. The, the Missouri Division of Employment Security is saying that she's been ineligible for jobless benefits and needed to repay nearly the eight grand that was paid out to her. She doesn't know why she was ineligible. It says it's going to take months before the state hears her appeal because of the backlogs and how stressful that is waiting to see them. That is tough. I think that there are a lot of people that during the mad dash of things realize that, hey, the government is starting this program. I think I'm eligible because I'm not working. And because I'm not working, I'm eligible. Thus, I'm going to apply. And then what's the worst that can happen? They say no. And even when, you know, I've only had to go on unemployment once. It was when I lost my job in Indiana and before I moved here. And I realized just how difficult it was to get approved for anything then. And it took forever to get anything done. And in the end, I don't even know if I got much of a benefit at all. I might have had a couple of weeks of unemployment that was given to me because I found a job fairly quickly, the, this job here at KMOX. But I realized just how difficult it was to maneuver through that whole system. People don't answer the phones. And this is even when you can go and talk to people in person. But still, you just wanted to handle things over the phone. You thought it was unnecessary to go into a, a government office, wait in line for an hour to ask a question, which they won't know the answer to. But just talk to someone over the phone. You waited and you did this and you thought you filed it, but you didn't file it. You got to fax it. You got to send it. You got it in and in it. And there was so much scrutiny. I thought, man, this is, you know, th- this is supposed to be here for when you need it. It's not like a giant benefit. It wasn't nearly close to anything I was making with a full-time job. Essentially, it was what you would be making with minimum wage. And it was only for a certain amount of time. But man, they really ran you through a lot of different checks to make sure you qualify for that. Then the coronavirus hits and they were just handing out money like crazy, not thinking twice. And for the most part, there was a mad dash And if you're on a business side, if you're a business owner and you're trying to get one of those PPP loans, a mad dash to get it before it runs out because, man, they were running out quickly. So there's a lot of confusion with that. And even the experts, the bankers, all of these people are trying to navigate through this law with a extreme urgency. And they don't know what they're doing like like they had the opportunity to be experts in this thing overnight. It wasn't possible. How can any individual be? someone that uh, can get it all right all the time. So it is stressful. I sympathize with this. I do. I really do. Because I don't think they were purposely trying to commit fraud. I think it was just the nature of how things were going. Unemployment offices around the country slammed with a surge of unemployment applications when the shutdowns began. Just imagine what it would be like if we went through this rodeo all over again. Mm. 
it's tough. It's not an easy thing to have to navigate through. Now, there's something else I saw over on the San Francisco gate. That's the newspaper out in San Francisco. Big question is, when California handled COVID, they said, oh, we're going to ban dining, even outdoor dining. And some places were doing this on the regular. So they started to wonder, did it have a effect? So some states like St. Louis or uh, some states like Missouri handled it differently. In St. Louis, a lot of the outdoor dining and other indoor dinings uh, were not banned. I mean, look at the most recent one that happened in St. Louis County. I mean, a, a huge overreaction by Sam Page in the wrong way, in plain preferential treatment. You know, you can go inside a casino, but you can't dine in a restaurant. Give me a break. And really unnecessary regulation and a burden to restaurants here and the business owners that are already trying to stay afloat based on additional regulations, which they were complying to to begin with. And then we find studies done in New York where they say, yeah, the spread of COVID could be tracked to like one and a half percent of restaurants, indoor dining. Yeah. One and a half percent of the spread. It's like a minuscule number. A lot of it is private gatherings, uh, family members, things like that. That's where a majority of the spreading was happening. You know, so you go down the list and you look and say, this is really not a risk at all. These restaurants stepped up to the plate. They took all of the restrictions seriously. They did everything they could. And you know what? They're keeping their people safe. It's working. But instead, Sam Page says, no, we're shutting it down. And they did that for a couple of weeks. And it was really unfair the way he handled it. A lot of criticism, rightfully so. So now they're looking at it in California. California did indoor, outdoor ban of dining. They were out there harassing small business owners and restaurant owners. So they asked an infectious disease expert, Dr. Monica Gandhi, asked, hey, uh, is it possible that shutting down outdoor dining made the California state surge in COVID-19 transmission even worse? And she said, yeah. Uh, very likely that's what contributed to the giant spread in California. She said, I won't be able to know the exact percentage it drove, but I would say out, uh, closing outdoor dining certainly did not help and likely hindered efforts to avoid a surge. It shut down in early December and things did not get better from there. Things actually got worse. Restrictions should be about understanding the human condition and keeping places that are safe open. Those who argue for harm reduction approach have the same goal as the ones that are lockdownists. We want to reduce transmission, but we understand the human condition and the need to be with people. So when you look at the statistics and you realize that's not where it's spreading, and then you still close it down, what essentially you're doing is closing down something that doesn't spread. And when it continues to spread, you're realizing you're doing more harm than good. Take note, St. Louis County. They try to pull something like that over again. And the thing that we're finding in some of these large cities like Chicago, right? Chicago went through their own lockdowns. They said, nope, we're opening it up. The, there's not a surge in restaurants. So the uh, it says that uh, by the statistics, we should be safe. Mayor Lida Cruson in St. Louis, she was very open and on the front when it came to that, and rightfully so. She said the statistics don't show that there's a spread in transmission when it comes to the indoor dining. Our restrictions are actually working, um, so we're going to continue to leave it open. And if you had a restaurant in the city, you had a huge advantage because those in the county were probably traveling to either there or St. Charles if they were going to be able to get a sit-down dine. So the overregulation has definitely hurt. And I'm glad that the San Francisco gate as a newspaper decided to write about this because we really need to be guided in the right direction when it comes to this. Unfortunately, sometimes it's guided by politics. And a lot of this has been guided by politics and a lot of fear mongering and things because clearly stated 
the additional restrictions that were already put in place in small businesses and restaurants were working and they needed to just be withheld as opposed to trying to uh, hassle and hold down the uh, uh, the economy in that way. Let's see. Here's a text message that came in. You're probably too honest. You don't know how to lie to unemployment to get free money. Good for you. You get a real job like a real person. <laughs> what do you mean I was being too honest? Yeah, I wouldn't lie when I'm applying for anything like that because that gets you in huge trouble. Um, honestly speaking, I just, I had no idea how the system worked. I've never applied. This is back before. I never applied for unemployment before. That was the first time I ever had to go through something like that. That's it. Uh, but no, I, I wouldn't try to abuse the system that way. I'm sure there are a lot of abuses that just like the IRS found that they may have overpaid by about 57 million says nearly 1300 taxpayers may have received a collective 57 million in tax breaks last year as an error, according to an IRS watchdog report that's based on the new tax law that was signed in 2017. And we know that the filing for this year was pushed back. Normally, in any other regular year, you would be able to file essentially when you got your W-2s and all the other tax forms in order, and then you would just be able to send it in. But I think the tax window was pushed to mid-February this year. If I remember, it was like February 15th. So normally when you start getting your forms in, it could be in the first couple of weeks, could be, I think, even close to the end of January. Some people are like, hey, I'm going to file immediately because I know I'm going to get a refund. So let's do that. Now you can't even do that right now. So we'll see how that plays out. I think that's why they're being cautious because of all the money they gave out that wasn't uh, necessary. But then again, if you're talking about 57 million, not like that's nothing, but 57 million compared to 3 trillion or whatever they passed for the stimulus, it's like a drop in the bucket, unfortunately. And think of all the fraud that came through the last stimulus package. 314-436-7900. It's Overnight America, KMOX. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. News Radio 1120, KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals. Welcome back. I was replying to some emails here, and once in a while we get some really good tips when it comes to guests. And I had one person on my Facebook page message me, 
and said, you need to talk about how they're trying to centralize this one world government type of deal. And they're trying to do a big reset. And I don't know much about that type of conspiracy or what the logistics are, but we do know that when we start to look at the world stage to govern how we handle our affairs in the United States, I'm very skeptical and I do not like that. One of the reasons why getting back into the Paris Accord, I think, is a bad idea. But I took that one person's recommendation that they sent me on Facebook, which you can, too. Uh, I'm, I'm on Facebook at Ryan Recker Radio. And I reached out and I have a guest. Dr. Lopez Claros is going to join us. And he, I think, is in Spain. So tomorrow night at 10 o'clock, he is someone that's advocating for more of a centralized government to handle bigger needs of the world, including the United States, to submit to things like this. I don't like the idea. And I even said, I'm not a fan. So I'm going to ask a lot of questions and I'm going to have a lot of uh, reasons why I don't like it. And he was more than willing to come on and discuss. So I think this will be a good one tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. And he's going to spend a full hour with us tomorrow night on that. 314-436-7900 is the number if you want to reach us here. And what else am I doing tomorrow? Oh, I'm going to be on Dave Glover's show, our sister station, 97.1, the DGS show. I think at 5 o'clock, after their 5 o'clock news, they're going to have me join the show. I told them that the amount of serious topics that we cover on this show, I'm so burnt out. I would love to talk about something that's more fun, and I hope we get to do that. I don't know what I should bring up to them. But it's always cool when they invite me down there. That's the cornerstone of that station, 97.1. He's been there for 20 years now. Pretty remarkable. It's always fun when they give me an invite. Got a couple of other things I wanted to talk about. And this is a story that has been on our news here at KMOX. And it's just a sad story when you see innocent people getting at the wrong place at the wrong time. And there was a police chase that ended when a car smashed into another vehicle. It had nothing to do with the police chase or nothing to do with the wanted suspect and it's terrible because the driver died the passenger in critical condition the car that was fleeing from police the passenger in there i think is also in critical condition was injured and then the driver was unharmed which i don't understand how that happens sometimes honestly when you have such a terrible wreckage the driver of the person that committed uh, the accident uh, was the one that was unharmed in all of this and was arrested at the scene and just a terrible, terrible thing is responsible for uh, a life being lost, unjustified loss. And then you're looking at other people that may be uh, injured and hurt and who knows the damages for the rest of their life because of something like this, the potential for it. It's just so sad to see these things. Absolutely terrible. We have so many problems in St. Louis and crimes and things that go down and the amount of things I see on the street. It's lucky that I'm not driving to work every day. But when I was driving into the station at night, I saw, I mean, it was a daily occurrence. I always saw someone driving like crazy on the interstate. You always saw someone uh, shifting between lanes and zipping and zooping and, uh, you always saw people without plates and breaking the laws and who knows what else they were doing inside the vehicles, if it was legal or not. What I haven't actually encountered much, at least in my time, is that uh, I haven't seen a lot of those people caught. You don't see down the line, you know, someone zipped by you and then later then pulled over on the side of the road. I mean, there's a lot of this outlaw ways that people drive. It's like Mad Max in times. St. Louis has the worst drivers I've ever seen. And in some ways they're even encouraged even when you get off the interstate when we get off at downtown or i should say when i get off in the downtown 
area and I'm driving, you see people blowing red lights. You see people uh, just cutting in front, moving around, getting up and down. It's just so bad. And it's no wonder, honestly, to me, when I look at the amount of pedestrians that walk across the street, don't pay attention, or they're on one of those scooters, and you don't see a lot of those anymore. They were popular there for a little while. I mean, it, it is a absolute act of God, a miracle that there's not more pedestrians that are hit based on the driving habits of people in this area. It is really terrible. So uh, and it goes, if you go to KMOX.com, you can see this, but just a terrible story in North County with that one police pursuit ending that way. It's just absolutely, absolutely terrible. Uh, here's another story. I saw this one online. It says the UK's uh, competitions watchdog is launching an investigation into Google, Amazon, Facebook, based on the algorithm, uh, algorithms they use and fears that they're manipulating people's lives. So it's the CMA is called the Competition and Markets Authority, has a probe that they manipulate people, and the algorithms can reduce competition to harm consumers. This is something that when we talk about uh, in social media in tech companies in the United States, they have a much longer leash and they are able to go out and do things in ways that they can't in other countries. The European Union and the countries there have really made it clear that you have to have protections in place for consumers. Here in the United States, you just don't have those things in place. In fact, uh, these tech companies just have so much ability to run wild with your information. There's almost no repercussions when they're caught. And it's a shame that you don't have what feels like any rights against these companies who are doing these things without your permission. So let, let's look at what's happening here. The CMA, the Competition in Markets Authority probe, fears whether the software used by big tech giants are corrupting lives and livelihoods by limiting choice, bumping up prices, and skewing how the consumer does their online affairs. Affairs meaning business, I should say, in this case. This is a story over in the UK. So the idea is that the Britain's Guardian on Antitrust and Monopoly Matters are looking into concerns that they're being used to influence things like hotels, travel, food choices, shopping, access to job applications, manipulating love lives through dating apps, things like that, and through their algorithms, using it as a way for them to profit as opposed to putting out what would be in your best interest during these apps. And it's really, really sad. And it is true, all of these things happen. In fact, Google got caught and fined a lot of money when they were caught with preferential treatment when it came to uh, changing their algorithms to prefer their own shopping partners as opposed to independent people. And they got caught and because it was overseas in the UK and uh, I should say the European Union where that's not allowed. They got fined, a big hefty fine. I think it was like a billion dollars. I think the same lawsuit was attempted here in the United States but didn't get anywhere because there is no consumer protections when it comes to social media. But you need to realize a lot of this stuff is being done without your permission and without you being a knowing participant in it, it's so scary and it's terrible. There needs to be more protections in place. In fact, um, when you talk about things like Section 230 here, when it comes to the self-governance of these tech giants, they're just not doing it right. And they're not doing it efficiently. They definitely cannot self-govern anymore. They are too large, too powerful, that they need to have more restrictions here in the United States. And I know that's not a conservative or libertarian way to, oh, you're adding to saying more restrictions. It is so far beyond the point where the, 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 the abilities and the uh, abilities for them to take advantage of consumers. It it's, 
it's gone too far. We have to look at seriously adopting some of the different philosophies that these European countries have when it comes to the Googles, the Amazons, the Twitters, the Facebooks, all of them. They re- it really is necessary. Oh, look at that Jerome calling in. Jerome, how are you? I'm doing okay, bud. All right. Yeah, it's uh, a new president in the White House. I didn't know. Did you get a chance to watch any of that today? Oh, I've seen some pictures of uh, Barack Obama 3.0. <laughs> 3 Who's 2.0 then? <laughs> well, he was he was 1.0, and then he was 2.0, and now oh, Biden will be 3.0. Oh, I see. So second term was 2.0, and now uh, right. Biden would be a third term. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah uh, what's that? Okay. But yeah, um... Okay, first off, Biden, I think that everything is a hot mess, obviously, and uh, it can't get no worse. He pretty much, from what I understood, if he could sign something that eviscerated a a Trump law, he did it, and like within the first minute he was in office, literally, and uh, so that's nice. And as far as these tech companies, it, it really is scary. It's very alarming. And that is why, honestly, you got to use a little self-control of get off the Internet, get off there every once in a while, and just go and rest, read a book, read about um, how Colonel Sanders discovered fried chicken and stole it from a person and stuff like that. No educational material. That's a, that's a big one right there. But let, let me throw this out to you and, and tell me what you think. The way that we have changed everything because of COVID, look at how our shopping habits have changed because they closed places down and made things inaccessible. Think about how to apply for unemployment or to apply for grants or anything like that, to apply for jobs. All of these things were, I mean, what percentage of the population is reliant on the internet to do those things? And on top of that, um, think about what we do to contribute uh, to the internet, emails, um, messaging, things like that. All of these things that we consume and then we contribute to through the internet, through a lot of these tech giants. And in the background, they're doing things that should not be secret. And there's no way around it. I mean, when, when places and government agencies and everything closed down, they don't want to meet you face to face. It's inevitable. You got to use them anymore. And they just become more powerful because of it. So I would I would argue that, yeah, you it's it'd be good to step back, step aside for your own mental health. It'd be great for everyone to give these sort of things up. But in today's society, it's impossible to. It's very hard um, as well. You know, like, it's almost like then like everything, even for children nowadays. When you and I went to school, uh, we went home. We were away from school. We were away from the drama. We had our parents and so forth. Maybe we had neighbors and friends. I didn't have either one. And we would hang out with them. Or, you know, nowadays the kids are 24-7. Basically, they're in school. Not only are they in school as far as environment-wise, other schools, like the local schools. I mean, the ones that aren't even, they don't even go to, all these kids – respond to one another and so it's all goofed up there and i don't even like how on your phone in the old days you could text message somebody and you just text message them now they put messenger and all that garbage like you said everything's connected so your whole life is on your stinking phone it's on your computer 
it's any your uh, tablet. It's everywhere, and and that's very alarming. I mean, I don't know what we we can't step back because we're already we've already gone too far. The toothpaste out of the tube, but I guess we got to use the toothpaste the best way we can, and then limit how much we take out of the tube later on. Yeah, and I saw this brought up online, and I don't remember the specifics, but think about some of the vulnerable population. Let's say you're elderly or you have a disability and you don't have access to a computer and you're left out of a lot of needed services because you can't request them properly. I mean, there, there's everything we're relying on involves computers, the Internet. It's There's no way around it. I definitely think there should be better protections for consumers. I think you should know the way your information is being sold and used, and you should have an ability to try to prevent those things from happening because you don't, if you don't want those sort of things happening, I think you should at least have control over that. And it's scary and it's sad because you don't even have to be part of these systems for them to track you. It's just, they find ways to do it. It's uh, it's, it's just the world today, I guess. Well, uh, Jerome, it's good hearing from you, man. I'm glad you called in and hopefully, 2021 will be a good year for all of us well hopefully i i actually tried to buy a vehicle the other day and uh they the people the vehicle i was going to get they let someone else test drive it instead of telling me they let me sleep fall asleep in the uh, waiting room for like 45 minutes or something when i woke up the vehicle i came there to look at was <laughs> they were driving off in it the new owners were basically what you fell asleep at a dealership yeah, well, see, I work three to eleven, and yeah. uh, I got I called them. I go in there like nine o'clock in the morning or whatever. So yeah. I haven't had all my beauty sleep, but you know I need my beauty sleep. And yeah, I get uh, that. <laughs> so you know, watching the day show with Fat Al Roker being gone, now I got the Skinny Al Roker. I just can't enjoy that. And uh, I ended up falling asleep, and I woke up. I said, "Well, this is blank, blank," and I just walked out. And uh, as I was walking out. They, yeah, the, the, they're like, yeah, now you're ready. And they just put the wow. place on. and Gone, and, and like, you're, well, you're seeing it drive away. Isn't that something? And they think you're just there for the free coffee or whatever. All right, Jerome, good hearing from you, and uh, good hearing your voice again tonight. we got to take a break, and we got one more segment left of Overnight America KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com on KMOX. And welcome back. It's Overnight America. We have just a couple more calls before we say goodnight, but it doesn't have to end there. You can always like and message me on Facebook, Ryan Recker Radio on there. Let's go to Ed. Welcome to Overnight America. Ryan, thank you. How many hundreds of millions does it cost to start and stop the pipeline? And how many mm. times has it been started and stopped? And is it either good or bad? This is, uh, you know, because there's a new president, I'm, you know, shutting off the pipeline. Well, give us a reason. Yeah, that's a good point. I wonder how much has already been invested in this that would go for nothing and how far uh, actually, I mean, is it more harm than good at this point? But I don't think they're looking at it that way as an investment. I think they're looking at it as an environmental thing. And unfortunately, they're not really weighing all the costs when it comes to the benefits of this pipeline. Yeah, and they, they need to, look, to not look at it as a political thing. It is an environmental thing. It is uh, an economic thing. But, you know, to keep going back and forth every time there's a change in office uh, is not very economical. 
No, that's absolutely right. Thank you, Ed. I appreciate that. And there's a lot of land to cover with something like this. I didn't realize that originally when they started to mock up this pipeline, there was actually a plan for it to go through Missouri, through St. Louis, over to Illinois. It's like, oh, how about that? I didn't realize that it tracked that far down. Let's go to Mike. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, Ryan. How are you doing? I want to talk about the traffic on the highways. Mm -hmm. Sure. So I live in South City, and I work in North City. And I drive uh, 55, and it turns into 44, and and they're beyond 70. I call that Thunderdome because there's no rules. It is (laughs) unbelievable. It is unbelievable what I see every single day. Uh, People will cut you up. You have to look in your rearview mirror as much as you have to look through your windshield because somebody coming up fast on you, if there's a foot clearance for them, they will cut you off and and just drive like a nut. And I never see any police doing anything there. You're right. You know, there was one time when the state patrol made their way to the highways and it was because of special funding and then they would pull people over uh and, and you would see them there and you know they would catch they would catch speeders or whatever it is you know if you're doing 10 over that's like the least of the violations i've seen on the highways honestly oh, i am i am talking about 40 over not 10 oh, yeah. 40 yeah and the reason the, the state police left is because of kim gardner uh, she started filing charges against certain cops, and they said, well, we'll just take our marbles and go home. We don't have to be here. It's terrible. Yeah, the discouragement coming from it and something that's definitely needed. Look how bad it got when it came to murders here, and we had to have Operation Legend, a federal uh, incentive to come in and try to help us with these things because they were doing such a poor job on the prosecution side even the ones that were caught and we needed everything we can get. And they're out there, um, you know, making it look like it's uh, a slight against her. No, it's, it's a slight that, uh, well, I guess it is a slight against her. It should be. I mean, they should take it personally that they can't get the job done. So uh, that's how bad things have been getting in. We need all the help we can get at this point. We do. Uh, you have a good evening. All right. You too, Mike. Bye. Wow. Well, that about does it for us on overnight America. We have the replay hours coming up from midnight to one. It's our discussion on the inauguration from earlier today. We took some calls, played some clips, things like that. Talked about Bernie Sanders. (laughs) Bernie Sanders is looking awfully cozy in some of the pictures that were released. And quite frankly, I've never felt more uh, aligned with him than then. And that might be the only time when it comes to dressing up warm on a cold day and not caring what you look like. You know, it's a formal event. He's wearing these mittens and what looks like a puffy jacket that you would normally take to the schoolyard when you were in grade school but good for him Uh, see this is exactly what i would do from the replay hours from one to two we'll talk to brad young from harris dial fisher and young we'll talk about the courts we'll talk about the most now important senator and we'll also talk about kim gardner's recent rejection again in court and then daniel turner joins us he's the founder and executive director of power the future outlines the big mistakes that could be happening here with this Keystone pipeline and Joe Biden cutting away from it. So one of our previous callers who just called in, I think would have liked that, Ed. So enjoy the rest of your night. Reach me on Facebook, Ryan Recker Radio. We can hate it together there. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. My heart beats with the lonely rain Wishing I could see your face again Change the dial on the radio Find something, play
Something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.